Good morning, race fan. Well, I guess it's afternoon. I don't even know where we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's life's a drag. And if you had just seen Jason Galvin putting that George Kittle jersey on, that would <laughs> look at you knowing who it is. Out of boy. Listen, I know who that is. And by the way, the hanger, you got to take the hanger out first. Do you? Oh, I didn't realize it was in there, to be honest with you. Oh, I wish I it's on the back of my sim on the back of my sim racing chair. <laughs> So you, are y'all, you're all ready for the big game? Or, I, I understand there's a possibility Jason Galvin may be in the building in we're, Vegas. Uh, we're, we're, we're actively monitoring the situation. Yes. Nice. You Act- got a place to stay? I mean, yeah, 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 that's covered. So I got a, I got a buddy from college. Uh, got a buddy from college who is um, uh, uh, works in the news industry out there and uh, has a, has a, a piece of furniture that I can sleep on. I'm nice. not exactly sure what it is, nor do I care if I end up getting to go to the game. It'll be all good. Yeah, you're probably going to be. You're, you're, would you fly in just Saturday night and then leave Monday or leave right after the game? Who flies? Come on, bro. I live three hours from the stadium. In vain. Oh, wait, wait, hold on a second. Are you going to, to San Francisco to watch the game? Vegas is as literally I bet I here let me look it up exactly I'm curious now the the driving distance from my house to Allegiant Stadium and my house to Levi's I'm willing to bet it's within 30 miles okay yeah yeah I could be I could be in Vegas in three hours and 15 minutes from my house. oh all right then that yeah there's no flying see I, I'm on the other side of the world so of course yeah flying Psh. Have you been to that airport? Come on. Vegas? Yeah, I've been there. I don't like it. What's the fly there? I just made my uh I I booked all the way through to Charlotte one for travel, Jason Galvin. Wow. I'm booked all the way through to games. <laughs> I just uh I should get to work apparently. <laughs> yeah, you, well, see, I had to because you know I gotta go. East Coast, West Coast at the very beginning. So I'm trying to get ahead, get uh, tickets. Right. Yeah, that, that makes that makes sense. I, I need to book Charlotte. Actually, Charlotte's um, Charlotte's a giant pain in my you know what every year. So I should probably get on top. I'm less worried about uh, Vegas and Phoenix, and I drive to Pomona, so those are easy for me. Gainesville's booked, but I, you're right. I need to I need to be all over Charlotte sooner than later. Yeah. Frankly, I feel like I should be looking at Chicago already, which is wild, but. Yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna miss. Uh, well, I, I'm not gonna be there until Friday morning in Chicago because I got to go to Phoenix for a corporate gig oh. on that Thursday, and then I fly early, early on free, uh, uh, on Friday to get to the race on time. So, okay. we'll uh, 247 miles from my house to Levi Stadium, where the 49ers play in Santa Clara. Which currently says three hours and forty-eight minutes, and there must be some hellacious traffic somewhere. Because, homie, let me tell you something: when I get up on Sunday morning to go to those games, I leave my house at five thirty, and I'm in the parking lot by nine thirty, and um, and there are multiple pit stops along the way. So I don't know what's happening there. But, okay. Um, and what did I say that was? Two forty-seven. Yeah, two forty-seven, two forty-eight. Two forty-seven, three hours and forty-eight minutes. Allegiant Stadium. I was pretty close there. 284 miles. All right. So that's not that bad. Yeah. I have um I have set a uh a go no go time of uh nine o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Super Bowl Sunday, basically. 
Okay, so you're gonna drive Super Bowl Sunday. Well, it depends. Back. Yeah, yeah, it depends. You know, look, if I score the ticket of a light, well, I actually I have to leave Sunday morning no matter what. But like, what time I I have decided that come nine a.m. Super Bowl Sunday, I will not look at tickets anymore if I don't already have one in hand because I don't want to look at like ten oh five and but oh my god, somebody cratered their prices and I got a smoking deal and like now I've got to do one hundred and twenty on the freeway and hope I don't get pulled over and arrested and. You know, and then, you know, park two miles away and, and sprint like Rocky up the stairs into the stadium and have a stroke and, you know. that And then miss the game. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah. Like at that point, uh, we're going to go to BevMo. We're going to load up and we're going to go over to my buddy's house where he has a party every year and life will be good. Well, there you go. Well, that's good. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about this game later on. Uh, yeah. Because we definitely get involved in more of that stuff. But uh, what if our guest has a rooting interest in this game? I don't know. He he's backstage right now. He's smiling. He's uh, looks like he's in an office setting someplace, and uh, that's unusual for him. I know, right? He's, I wonder if he feels awkward right now. I don't know, but let's get him. Let's get his booty in here. Let's see what's going on with the one and only Matt. There it is. He's got an all-in T-shirt on. Look at that. He's got an NFC champ shirt on. That a boy. How y'all doing? What up, Matt? I'm doing good. I'm a hard at it. We uh, are packing up, and we're leaving at 5 in the morning going to Gainesville for the test. 5 in the nice. morning? Gosh. I only leave at 5 in the morning for football games, Matt. I don't. I won't even get up that early for your for your guys' races. Ask Jason. I, no. I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, Jason. I wish that I lived closer to you because I would have been all over some of the tickets this year of going and sitting – even going with you, I would have bought tickets and, and sat with you during these games. Bro, let me let I tell you what. Next year, next year when the schedule comes out, we'll take a look at it and figure something out, and, and we'll go hit a game together. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a diehard 49ers fan since I was a uh, eight years old, and uh, I've been a fan ever since. How did that happen? Because yeah. um, like call call me crazy here. Um, you speak, and I don't hear San Francisco in your no. voice. No it's weird. So, when I was growing up, Carolina never had a football team. And my dad was a Dallas Cowboys fan. So Nobody's perfect. I went totally against him because back in the day of growing up, it was the Cowboys and it was the 49ers playing each other quite often. So, right. I just become the opposite. And I'm just, I love red. Everybody knows I like red. So, I went with the red team and I am a 49ers fan all the way down. Even bleed red for them. I like it. That's I good like because, I, listen, I grew up in Florida, and I I have a problem rooting for teams that just totally stink, like <laughs> uh, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My brother's a Dolphins fan, and that you was won a Super Bowl in the last four years. And but you sit when here and bitch I was a little kid, I was a, a wee little lad. I was a you know a Tampa Bay fan with Steve DeBerg and all those guys, Vinny Testaverde rolling through and just being terrible. But I always said I'm going to be on the bandwagon when they uh, I'm going to be driving the bandwagon when they finally win one, and then they've won one, and then now they've won two, and. Yeah, but I'm, I I got a problem too. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. Yes, they've won recently, but they haven't always won. They always suck. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, but I love the whole uh, contrarian thing because my wife is from uh, New York, has no idea about any sports, whatever. But if it <laughs> says New York on the front or on the hat, she loves it. And she's like, oh, the, the Jets. Oh, we finally got Aaron Rodgers. And you should have seen the, 
the look of like despair when he went down five three minutes places. into the season. <laughs> I was five like, "Yep, that, your season's done again, uh, again." So, see, I've been we we got to win the damn thing this year. And Scott Dean's over here, like Matt. That you know that is race alcohol dragster, but uh, he's from Kansas City. He's over here texting me, smack talking already. But like, we, I I feel like uh, the sports gods owe me one because you know I've been spoiled my whole life. So like, you know, I grew up, my uncle had Lakers season tickets and Dodgers season tickets. Like I've watched Kobe and Shaq win a championship and I watched the Los Angeles Kings win their first Stanley Cup. And I even flew to flipping Dallas a couple years ago in the middle of COVID and watched the Dodgers win the World Series. All the haters can call it whatever the hell they want. They won a World Series. Everybody had to play in the same rules, right? So they won the championship that year. Championships are championships. Matt's got six rings. I bet he doesn't give a crap how he earned any of the six of them, right? But like, god damn it, the football team hasn't won since I was like seven years old. I'm tired of it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need it because then that'll put them in the elite, also because then they get to six, and there's only two other teams that's ever got six championships. So they need to get there. It's, it's time. Yeah, yeah we can. As long as, as, long as our defense shows up, we'll be okay. That's the deal, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the deal. That's the I, deal. I think this is good. This turns. This is going to turn out to be one of the better Super Bowls, I believe. I'm feeling a. I'm feeling a a, a Niners redemption story. Twenty four, twenty three on a Jake Moody walk off field goal, like and. I- Purdy's going to lead a drive and Moody's going to hit a field goal and all the stupid social media people who have been talking crap about both of them all year will have to eat crow. That, that's where I'm going with. 24-23. Which like is it. way too nerve-wracking, by the way. I would be much happier with 37-3. to I'd feel great about that. 37-3 to would be excellent. I don't I don't know how, how you guys feel. I think it's going to – I think somebody's going to score in the 30s. I really do. Mm. I do too. Um, I think okay. they're two, two high-powered offensive teams – there's no way they're going to keep it in the twenties. I don't think. I agree. Oh, I think it's going to be high scoring, like 38, Super, 35. Super Bowls all like I know. I guess the last couple of years that's changed a little bit. Last year's was kind of high. The Eagles Patriots game was high, but like usually Super Bowls like even the Niners Chiefs game. Like now, now Kansas City got to thirty. And that game ended over fifty points, but that game went into the fourth quarter, twenty to ten, San Francisco. And um, and then we're not going to talk about what happened after that because Eric Fisher held Nick Bosa and the world fell apart. But uh, you know, not that I'm bitter at all. <laughs> I'll cry about it still. I love it, but that's what's that's what's part of being a fan. You got to you got to remember those heartbreaks, and then you got to remember the highs. Exactly. And the lows. It's the best. It's the best, man. It's the best. Exactly. Exactly. So all right. That- Let's yeah, talk race what, cars, what, race bikes, uh, race bikes, bicycles. What's uh, what's in store for this year? Speaking of championships, how are we feeling? Are we are we, are we looking good? How's how we feel about testing? How give us a little brief uh, show for the for the twenty four. Well, we've been we have been hard at it building Gianna, uh brand new uh, from scratch V twin. Uh, she's never rode a V twin really. I mean, she tested one two years ago at Vegas on the Monday after. Just made a couple little 330 hits, um, but never really rode one. So she's all out full V-Twin this year. Um, we're parking all the Suzuki stuff, and we're everybody on our team is going V-Twins. And um, really excited. I mean, we're building four brand new ones. And we've only got one done so far, but we're really focused on trying to uh, to get our program back to number one. Um, 
we got that taken away from us last year, but um, I think we're going to be good. I really do. We've we found some power over the winter, and um, uh, I really think we'll be back good. I like it. Um, and, and so going like you, you have been riding Suzuki's for a minute, and uh, you what what happened? Like you had that other bike that you came out, and you finished the season with that other bike. What? How does that go down? You just got extra bikes just laying around in the truck, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, I don't like this one. Because <laughs> I know people were like, how's he get there? Get away with that. You should start the season with what he's road. What well, happened they, there? Explain that to me. They do have a Matt Smith rule now. NHRA has put in place a Matt Smith rule um, where you can only change bikes one time through the year, um, which I think is total BS when you look at the rules. Top Fuel, Funny Car, and Pro Stock Car can change as many times they want. But now, because Matt Smith did it two years ago, now Pro Stock Bike is eliminated from that, and we can only do it one time. So, Wait, um, is the rule is the rule chassis or manufacturers? It is manufacturers. Got it. So, you know, I can't go back and forth between a Suzuki and a V-Twin. Right. But you could roll out nine V-Twins this year if you wanted to. Yeah. You know what? And really, I think it's pretty dumb because I try to tell him, like, so John Force can go blow up all his Chevrolet bodies, and if you don't have any more bodies, he can go borrow a Ford from Tasca, and it's perfectly legal. I still change the manufacturers. Yeah, but he's not changing engine manufacturers. Well, none of them, for as far as I know, are Chevy or Ford motors anyway. So, you know. <laughs> not last time I looked. You know, so are we going to get into what they can only run Alan Johnson or DSR heads or, or whatever, Brad Anderson? I mean, you know, it's just. They put too much politics in some of this stuff, and I just think they should let people come and race and do the best they can and try to win whatever they can. I, I'm curious. Um, I uh, we don't generally. I, I feel like we're not like the controversial podcast here or anything. Like, but I think this is an, an interesting conversation. The motorcycle class fascinates me from a um, amount of rule changes and like the constant chase for parity. And like, I don't necessarily know from where i stand that there's like any one person to blame uh in all of that deal but I, i'm curious why you think there's always you know that no other class in racing anywhere to my knowledge has had the number of rule changes that pro stock motorcycle has had over the last five years i would say yeah i, I would say that maybe pro mod is the second closest you know Fair. The problem is we have so many different venues in our class. We got, the problem is it's a Smith family issue if ProMod is the uh, other one. Well, that's yeah, what we're I just, think it might be. Yeah, yeah a lot of it is. You know, we, we, <laughs> there's not a lot of people that in, in in the tech department that does not like Ricky Smith or Matt Smith. I can tell you that. I don't know what it is. Um, but you know, it, it boils down to you got Suzuki who has two valve. You got four valve Vance Nine's head. You got four valve Monster heads. Um, you got the V-Twins that have a Gen 1 motor or a Gen 2 motor V-Twin, and you have an Advanced Nines V-Twin. Um, so you have all these different motor type combinations, and for them to keep parity, they have to, to keep, you know, changing rules. Now, where they've altered it last year, and this is where I've tried to tell the tech department, before, if somebody was 500s faster by the quarter-mile ET board, there was a rule change. And I'm all I'm good with that. They did it to me. I can't tell you how many times, you know. And but now they don't look at that. 
they're going, well, you need to do a better job of 60 foot because this guy's going 102 and 60 foot. I'm like, well, what does that matter if he goes a 102 and we go a 106? That's all we can do with this, this deal. What matters is the quarter mile ET. And that's where I think they've, they fondered it because Gage was 800 to a tenth faster every race almost than everybody. And I told him, I said, number one qualifier, 14 of the 15 races, won 11 of the 15 races. The only four he did win, he red lit one and he broke the other three. I mean, or he'd have had a dominant season. And I said, our class can't sustain somebody winning like that all the time because it's going to push out all the people that, that are from 12th to 16th or 20th they're not going to keep coming no more because they know they don't have a chance. So we have to get our parity back, in my opinion, back closer together and look at quarter mile ET rather than incremental numbers of who's going faster at this point and whatever. Because I don't care if you go one oh, I don't care if you go one oh two and sixty foot, and another one goes one oh six. As long as they're going the same ETs on the quarter mile, I, I don't care how they get there. It's that's what that's what wins races. But like Steve Johnson, for example, like his sixty foots were always really good. But that bike doesn't run down the track. Correct. Like if that bike ran down the track, would have been a lot better bike last year. Yes. And that's where the Monstar platform needed some help. They they needed, you know, maybe five or ten pounds off of them. Even though Steve could go 60 foot good, he couldn't run the back half like everybody else. So that's where I'm getting at is we need to keep parity with with quarter mile ETs. Doesn't matter what kind one brand can run 205 mile, or I don't care. One can go only go to 199. But if they both run equivalently in the same ET area, that's what wins races. It's not speed. It's not incremental numbers. It's reaction time and court and ET. That's how you win a race. What does Gage do so much better than everybody else? Like, why why was he so good out of the box? I mean, like like we can we've heard we've heard you talk about the Vance and Hines advantage. They build their own stuff. They have that whatever. But like the facts remain that like Gage was. I don't care. I, I refuse to believe that they purposely set Gage's bike up to be so much ridiculously better than Eddie's, for example. Like, to me, that's actually bad business. You would want Eddie to win a race or two somewhere. But, like, Gage literally, like, almost tried to hand Eddie races at times, and Eddie couldn't get there. Like, what what, what makes – you're the best you're the best rider we've ever had in this class, right? It's you and Dave Schultz. In the history of this class, Andrew Hines. Like, there's we're building a Mount Rushmore. There's three names on it, and you can – battle for fourth between Eddie or John Myers, whoever you want. Right. But like yep. you are clearly on this Rushmore. Like you watch somebody like Gage come in. What made him so good out of the gate? He had an elite bike. Yeah. He, he had all the rules in his favor. And if you look at, look at that bike the previous year, he jumped on Angel's bike. Angel was normal qualified nine times the previous year. We knew that Suzuki had a dominant bike. All right. Angel just didn't perform on race day. And she couldn't keep the bike going straight a lot of times when it got out of control, just because she's too small of a rider. On these bikes, you got to be a little bit bigger rider. So you can, if they start going one way, you got to pull them back quick or you, you're you out of control. You, you're not going to catch it. Gage has done a wonderful job of making the bike go straight and, and, and making consistent runs. And he's done that and he's allowed Andrew to fine tune that bike even more than it was before. Gage is not... Gage is a great rider, and I'm not taking anything away from Gage, world champ last year. But Gage is not a – he's not – he didn't make that bike do what it did, okay? Anybody could have got on that bike, and I say anybody. You could have had Richard Gaston coming in. If he would ride that bike, he could have done it. If I would have jumped on that bike, I could have done that. 
there's a new Joey Gladstone could have jumped on that bike and did the same thing. All right. It, it's not so much Gage. If you look at Gage, he rode, did, he rode Gary Stouffer and Greg on a doll's bike the previous year for five, six races. Did we ever see, they had Vince Nye's motors. They had the same thing. Did Gage ever make that bike go 102, 103, 60 foot? No. It's the whole combination of the four valve motor with that chassis with Andrew Hines. They figure something out and it's not particularly, it's Gage itself. Gage just made the bike consistent. And yes, Gage is an excellent rider. I'm not taking anything away from him, but there's numerous other people that could have done that. And they've just figured something out. And, you know, prime example, Kelly Klontz did it at Dallas last year. Her bike, after Gage rode the bike and they got it close, they figure something out. She goes out there and goes a 104, 60 foot and goes 670. So, you know, it's, it's the combination that is so deadly. And Gage just made it where it's deadly every pass and not just one out of five, one out of seven times down the track. But there's something to be said for that consistency, I think. Correct. And, yeah. and that's why I'm not taking anything away from right. it. He has done that. He has made that. But they figure something out with that right. combination. Right. Who's the best rider in the class not named Matt Smith? Because you're going to say yourself, and that's fair. I mean, I'm not the best rider. Um, have I been successful? Yes. Um, I think I think there's a who's going to ride this year as far as riders that are really good. I think Joey Glasgow is one of the best. Uh, I think I think Gage is he's showing he's going to be one of the best. I think the new guy, Richard Gaskin, I think everybody's going to see how good a rider he actually is. And Richard's rode some of my bikes and other stuff. I know Richard's a great rider. I feel like I'm a great rider. Um, I think my wife's a really good rider if she will be consistent. You know, I thought and, you were going to say if she would just listen to me, everyone. Well, that, that's too Jason. She's got to listen for her to be consistent. But, you know, I think in essence, I think you'll see. I think you'll see if Joey runs all year, Gage, Richard, and myself, I think those will be the four players, I think, in, in this year, you know, up front pretty much all the time. Speaking of listening um, to someone like yourself, talk about Gianna. I mean, Gianna was having all kinds of issues a couple seasons ago. She pulled off that unbelievable win in Pomona, and then she teams up with you guys, and now she's consistent. Now she gets out there, and she wants to go. I mean, that has a lot to do with you and your program over there. She, and, and I love watching her. I love her fire. I love talking to her at the autograph sessions. You can see how she's just grown as a writer. Talk about how that program works with you over there. If if I – Gianna has listened to everything I've told her, and it shows because she is full listening to what I tell her. She goes out and does it, and it shows, and she just gets better and better and better. If I could ever get my wife to listen to me like that, <laughs> she might be the same way, you know, down the road. Um, that's just joking. Love you, babe. But anyway, yeah, Gianna has done awesome. I mean, this girl, I think, you know, if there was a category for most improved rider last year, it would have been Gianna. Hands oh, down. yeah, gosh. gosh. Um, and, and for her to finish fifth in the world last year, I mean, that just shows that how dedicated and how much she wants to go. Now we're taking one little step back, I'd say for the first two or three races for her to get used to a V twin. But I'm going to say by the fourth or fifth race of the year, she's going to be back to a top five, six, four player. Uh, if she gets used to that bike that quick, the V twin. 
What what's the what, what? So you're talking about getting used to it. What's the turnaround time on that? I mean, is it just seat time and just uh, just getting more runs and more passes on it, is, or is it just just a different way the seat set up or the way the you know, just the way the bike set up? I mean, how what what's the learning curve on something like that? It's just when you've rode one brand of bike, she's rode a Suzuki her whole life in racing, so they don't vibrate, they scream RPM. And the biggest thing is when you do a burnout, you're, she's going to feel the bike just vibrate. And these V-twins, they vibrate a lot. They're just very torquey. They're low revving. And they just have a different sound. And it's just it's going to take her a little time to get used to that. And, and, and that's it. The bikes are, are, you know, they got the same wheelbase. They got the same rear tire. They got all the same stuff. You know, it's just the difference in the motors and the difference in the sound and the way they pull. You know, one the V twin is going to just pull a little harder down low, the lower gear changes, you know, and, and she'll just get used to it. And it's just going to take a little time. And I think it's more mental for her right now than it is anything because she's never done it. You know, I could jump on Suzuki one day, V twin the next day, and not face hell. I did it on Sundays. I swapped bikes on Sundays, right. you know, between rounds. Um, but, you know, for, for people to do that, you know, it just it takes a different type of person. And, She'll get used to it. Like I said, just give her give her two or three races, and I think she'll be back to where she was at the end of the year on the Suzuki. Because they're like otherwise, they're you know they're pretty close. You know, at, at this point, especially with the new Suzuki body, right? Like they're they're at least fairly comparable in the way that the bodies work. It's not like the V twin way. You know, I think like the casual fan, and, and maybe this is where uh, you know us as a, an announced team could do a better job. The casual fan probably just casually thinks like V twin Harley. Harley, big, bulky, heavy, but like the way the rules are written, I mean, it, the bike doesn't weigh 400 pounds more than the Suzuki, right? So generally speaking, that stuff should be kind of close, right? Yeah, the V-Twins have been around 640 for the last two or three years, and Suzuki started the year out last year at 625. Now it's kind of flip-flop. Now the Suzukis are 640, and the V-Twins are back to 625, which the V-Twin, the motors are about, 40 pounds heavier than a Suzuki motor just because of how massive they are and the size and another billet. Um, so for me and the heavier riders in the class, we're going to struggle to get to 625. You know, if it'd be like Jason trying to come and ride our bike, you know, me and him's in the same ballpark. We are, uh, I've got to lose some weight. So I've got to go on a diet after this test session before to get Gator nationals so I can get down to weight. But uh, you know, as far as the weight, they're real close. They're within 15 pounds of each other. Yeah, I think I'm a Nitro Harley guy. I mean, <laughs> I, that's, uh, I could muscle that thing around. Would you ride one, Jason? Hell no! I would never <laughs> get on one of those things. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with Reinhardt on this one. Um, I would do a burnout, and that's it. Like, I, I think I would do a burnout. By the way, the sexiest burnout out there on a on a bike. Well, he's not doing it all the time, but uh, Jerry Savoie, dude, the way he swings that ass into that bike and it just looks sexy. I love it. I love it. I didn't need to hear that, Jason. Listen, don't act like you don't act like you when, don't know. You're walking. We get up to there. Gainesville now. You're gonna Matt's gonna be. Hey, I just hear Reinhardt now. I don't know why Matt Smith is standing behind Jerry Savoie's motorcycle? In the it's awesome, dude. These are the fun things. I love pro stock bike, man. Pro stock bike. I Matt, tell me how much fun we have at the autograph session. Come we on. have a ball. I mean, Jason, you you make the level when we're at the uh, the too fast, too tasty mission things. 
you just bring the level up above our head and it, it makes it fun for the riders, you know, that are signing. Cause a lot of times we go to autograph sessions and, and even when we did the Suzuki autograph sessions, you know, a lot of times just sign, sign, sign in, you know, you just try to get stuff done, but you bring a level of excitement that makes it fun for the riders that signing stuff. And, and a lot of times the fans enjoy that too. That this, that's the only reason why I go over there is just to have fun with you guys. And, to, uh, and, and let's talk about and chips, chips, and goes, chips definitely chips. chips. Um, but it's Suzuki. We don't. We don't have that. So yeah, are, are we even going to do Suzuki autograph sessions now? You're not. He's gonna not on there. a Suzuki. That's what I mean. You're not even going to go over there now. Yeah, probably not. You know, we, Angie would never go over there. She would just. I know she never went, and I and I really didn't either. The years before, you know, the main thing is I just I feel like that Suzuki platform, and you know, it just should just be Suzuki riders. I know they're trying to do it for the whole class, but you know. Um, and, and and granted, I mean, they let the V twin guys come in there and do it too. So I mean, it, it's all good, you know, or, and and women. But um, I'm gonna be very busy this year with with three and four bikes out there again, and and I just I'll probably dedicate more of my time to tuning. I hear what's, you. What's this? What's this fourth bike? Tell us about bike number four. So bike number four is uh, John Hall is coming back to our camp to run six or seven races this year um, throughout the year. Um, so he'll be he'll be riding one of our v twins also so um we won't have four bikes every race but we'll have you know four bikes occasionally but three that's for sure the bike that he was riding is the bike bostic is riding now right so how that works you know i don't know i I just know that you know that somewhere there was a yes somewhere He was at, is he did he finally get that uh that bike up and running that he was trying to get up Bostic? and running? Yeah. No, he's, he's going to ride one of Jerry Savoy's bikes, right? Yeah, cuz he was having all kinds of I think of issues I think that I think that would be the answer to the question, but I'd have to ask Chris directly. Yeah, but if you look at now, you know, Jerry doesn't own that team no more. That's all Tim Kalungian bought that, you know, from from War. So Okay. Um, you know, Jerry's kind of out of the sport. I know he's maybe ride uh, one or two races this year for Tim, but, uh, you know, that's, that whole team's transition over to Tim Kalungian is, you know, he, he's kind of bought that team from Jerry and, and is going to run it the way he wants to run it. And from what I understand, they've teamed up kind of with Joey Glaston and Corey Reed with the KB Titan group. So I think they're, they're working on a motor program. Good. We Good could use, know. we could use some more, some more of that in, in the class, I think. Yeah, I love it. Let's talk about this wild card. What's up with Steve Johnson, dude? Talk to me about this guy. Why is he such a whack job? <laughs> and I say it with love and affection. Tell me, you guys you guys just love to argue, especially your wife loves to yell at him and all that kind of fun stuff. He, I, I say it like this. He just likes to poke the bear when it doesn't need to be poked. And he just always wants to talk crap about people. Instead, just go run his own program. If he'd focus on his own program as much as he focused on other teams, he might would do pretty good. But it, he's been in the sport 30-some years, 40-some years. And, I mean, I don't, I, I can't even tell you how many wins he's got. But if I'd been racing that, that long and with only that amount of wins, I think I'd have done quit by now or put somebody else on my bike that would actually try to get the job done. This is why I love Pro Stock Bike, right? Hey. Just yeah, I'm, I'm, just hey, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm gonna come to Steve Johnson's defense here, Matt. Okay. Okay. Just, just, just a little bit, okay. But he, oh. he's got six wins. By the way, he just had that information readily available. You like that? You like that? I'm just, 
I'm just coming know. to his defense a little bit here. Okay. Aren't those aren't those two like US national wins too? There's yeah, a couple in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one was against me when he ran an illegal NHRA told us to put wheel discs on our bikes and he didn't run one. And he still got away with it. You know. Um uh I just all right. uh, listen, I, listen, I think every listen, class Matt, needs somebody Matt, rousing. I'm listening. You I'm all I'm gonna say here is Steve found a way to beat Gage Herrera before you did. You're right. I'm just saying. Just saying. You, you know how Steve beat Gage? Because <laughs> because he because he was probably yelling at him across the staging beams, and well, Gage, no, Gage what, tried to get away. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> from what I understood, uh, Gage had a little bit of oil and was much clever, and it just, his hand slipped out before when he floored it. I, I think is that Steve, what happened? Steve even broke. I think on the run. You know, I don't even. Think yeah, Steve did not make a good run. Yeah, he did not make a good run. <laughs> I love it. I love. I like, listen, that guy, I, like my, I like my version better. I could totally just see Steve <laughs> stage yelling across and Gage being like, "I gotta go," because Gage is not a talker. Like that's just not his no. thing, right? Like, you, just, you ever notice Steve? Steve will Steve will pre-stage the bike, and he's looking over at you. Yeah. And as soon as he thinks you're gonna move, he's back focused again. And he, you know, it's like when you want to look over at him and wave or do something, he's like he doesn't look at you. But he looks at you. <laughs> He's that type of person. He wants to look at you, but as soon as you go look at him, he looks the other way. Like I don't know what you're talking what, about. I don't know who you're looking at. What's your what's your what's what's your routine, right? Because like like I I race a little, right? Every every racer's got their own. Some racers like don't care until the stage lights on, right? Like they can just flip it. And some people just got to be like, yeah. can't look away. Like like where do you fall in that spectrum? I don't give a crap about <laughs> what happens. I can stage first. I can stage last. If they want to play games. I love to play games because I I feel like when people start playing games, it falls right into my hands because it doesn't bother me. I I don't get upset about anything. And, yeah, there's times that I've lost, you know, when when playing games, but I'd say 80, 85 percent times when a game starts, I I typically win 80 to 85 percent of those times because they end up messing up their self rather than messing me up. I've played games one time in my career. It worked out. So, you know, <laughs> so you're one of makes me makes me want to do it more. <laughs> I'll tell you the story sometime. We're not on air. It's a good story. All right. Oh, that's even more fun. Um, what else? Story. What else can we talk to? So how's Angie's feet? She's all good. She all healed up. Angie is all healed up. Um, like I said, we're leaving in the morning going testing. So we'll test Thursday, Friday, Saturday at, at the Gainesville track. You know, I know Jason Galvin, you won't be there, but Jason Logan, you're somewhere in Florida, I think. Yeah, you can I'm come up and hang out, you know. Yeah. I listen, I I would rather go north than go south. Traffic going south is a pain. So going uh north of Gainesville might be a better uh better there you option. Go. There you go. Go hang out this weekend. But I think we're going we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna are you guys good are you guys gonna put a how many people are testing this weekend, do you know? Well, we have four in our camps going to test. I, I don't know who else is going to be there, but I know we're going to have four out of our camp. Um, so everybody's going to be testing. And, you know, we're going to try to work on 60 foot a little bit better. We're going to try to do some more stuff. And the main thing is just – main thing is to get Gianna some laps on a V-twin, get Angie back a full quarter-mile pass since her wreck. And as long as I can accomplish those two things, it'll be a successful test session. Can, can we put together some sort of like uh... – like side pot race with the pro stock motorcycle gamblers edition 
game. Like we sh- we got to work on this somehow. You call yeah. Lisa, okay? You call Lisa. I call Terry, right? We'll, we'll get some money thrown into the pot. We'll get J Lo and and Costello to drive up there and and live stream it for us. It'll be great. It'll be easy. We need some yeah, racing huh? action for the motorcycles this weekend. I'm good with it. So uh, when you uh, when you come down here to test, are you going to stay down here for till uh, till uh, the Gator Nationals? Or are you going to go back up and come back down? I just want to know. It's going to hang out with you for four weeks. Who the hell wants to do that? I'm just we, saying. We are le- we're leaving Saturday night when we're done testing. We are at least it's only nine hours for us from here to there. So we're going to at least drive three or four hours back home. And then get up and get in the rest of the day so we can watch the Super Bowl, watch my 49ers beat the Kansas City Chiefs here. At Life home. priorities, Jason Logan. My and, man. and you know got priorities. Come on. And then we'll get back to work on Monday after you know they win and we have a successful test session. It'll be all be good. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a late, it's gonna be a late start in the Smith camp on Monday, by the way. I'm feeling like they're gonna Matt's gonna need to sleep in a little bit after the after the party Sunday night. That'd be Feel perfectly fine. Feel good about that. Yeah, this whole this whole starting drag racing in March is. It, I, we talked about this last time, Jason, but I, it's. I we got to get out and do some stuff. I mean, we got to see more drag. Dude, there's a divisional next weekend in Orlando. I know, I'm and like, I'm probably you, going to that. You live in Orlando. I'm going to that because I told uh, Joe Costello I might uh, help him with uh, some social media stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, I really, I really like the season starting in Gainesville. You know, for everybody, I think it makes sense, honestly. Yeah, it does. It. But I, let's start it in like January, February. Let's go. Come on, I get it. Traditional the Gator Nationals March, but come on. Hey, Matt. Uh-huh. Just so you know, your uh, your CFO says she's calling out sick on Monday. Okay, that's good. That's all right. As long as the forty hours win, well, she can call out. <laughs> do you make Do you make her like the Forty uh, ers too, or does she have another? No, she she's a Panthers fan. But here's the funny thing, Jason. When when I got this shirt in, I ordered this the night that they won the NFC and they put these up. I ordered this and it came in. And she goes, where's mine at? Where's mine at? I'm like, you're a Panthers fan. She goes, yeah, but I'm jumping on the bandwagon for this. I'm like, so so look. So what come in today? The women's size of that that I had to get her. So she would be happy and wouldn't complain no more. Dude, my wife does that to me. I'll go out and get lunch or something, and, and, and <laughs> I, I don't even ask her because she does, she's where you didn't bring me anything. I go, <laughs> I went to McDonald's or Burger. I go, you don't eat that stuff. And she's just like, you know, you kind of asked. Oh. That's like, lunch. Oh. That's like common courtesy, though. Like, I know, but <laughs> and my, my feeling is, you know I'm leaving the house. You know I'm going to get food. How about just send a little text one? Are you going someplace to get food? Where are you going? Okay, my wife, there. I'll tell you what my wife does. She like now now I like my marriage, so I actually tell my wife I'm going to get lunch, you know, versus coming back with it. But she'll be like, you know, where are you going? I'm going to Chipotle. Okay, can you get me a bowl with light white rice, black beans, extra of this sauce, but on the side? I'm like, can you just text me? Ugh, I just told it to you. I'm like, I don't remember that shit. Right, you have to text. I can't like, remember who qualified number one of the world finals. How am I going to remember what you want for lunch? Like, come well, on. And, and, and by the way, there's there's also decorum and etiquette as you come pulling up through a drive through window. I tell everybody in my car, as soon as I get to that that sign, you better know oh, exactly what you want. 
do not it's it's McDonald's or whatever. You know what they've got. You're not trying something new. And then my wife will be like, um, I think I'll have um uh, my wife does that at Starbucks. I'm like, Kristen. Oh yeah, you know what you're gonna get. You go to the same goddamn coffee for 15 years. Like, like yeah, get it together. I look at my kid in the back, I go, What do you want? He goes, Bop, 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 bop. And I look at my wife, I go, That's how you do it. <laughs> My five-year-old's great about that. JJ, you want four pieces or six pieces today? Four. You want apple slices or extra fries? Uh, Fries. Okay, good talk. (laughs) There should be no uhs. And I mean, it's not like you're going to, you know, Cheesecake Factory where the menu's a book and, you know, you got to eat with chapters and stuff in it. You got to know what you want, man. When was the last time you went to a Cheesecake Factory? It's been a long, long time. But I'm just saying, I know that that menu. The closest one to us has a four-hour wait on a Tuesday at 11 a.m., so I don't go. No, I love that not, place. Yeah, does yours have a four-hour wait at Tuesday at eleven a.m.? Well, we have to drive like forty-five minutes to get the one here, but yeah, I uh, got to drive an hour and a half, which is why I don't do. I'm not going to drive an yeah. hour and a half to then sit and wait. But I do like Cheesecake Factory. You're not wrong. Yeah. Which What's your go-to cheesecake? Yeah, flavor? yeah. Oh, that a boy. There you go. Listen, you ever make your way up to Bakersfield? All right, I got a, I, I got, I got a place. I'll take you, Luigi's. Okay. Here in town, they're only open for lunch, uh, but it's the best restaurant in town, and they have a Butterfinger pie. It's like a cheesecake with Butterfinger ice cream. Oh, just saying. Right. I don't even I don't even love Butterfinger, but I'll eat the crap out of that thing. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Yeah. What's your favorite place to eat on the on the tour, Matt? Where do you guys like when you when you treat yourself after you win a race? Where where do we go? In, what, well, in whatever city. Normally, normally what we do is we'll do Texas Roadhouse. That's my favorite, like, choice where they're all over, everywhere we go. Sure. Um, but when we go to Sonoma, Sonoma's probably one of my favorite places to eat out there, and it's Pietro's. Um, I've known I've known Joe Mur, Mur, Murdoch and, and Petey forever, back to when my dad, you know, raced post-doc car back in the 90s. And I always love going to their, their place and eating, you know, on a Saturday night, we always go over there. Pitch I like is it. good. Yeah, you been there, J Lo? I have not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have. I don't know. I spent a lot of time up in that part of the country, obviously. So Vallejo. Yeah, yeah, great, great place. Great place. We go to yeah. Trackers. Look, Texas Roadhouse is like I feel like that's an announced crew favorite as far as like national chain brands, right? Like, I'm in consistent not overpriced like yeah it's, it's not overpriced they normally yeah. have good steak and i love yeah. the salads and yeah who doesn't love the bread with all the the butter oh my gosh right so exactly. i love it it's exactly. like i like the fact that well i don't like the fact that they don't let you eat peanuts and throw them on the floor anymore yeah well, i think that become a safety hazard <laughs> like, a, like a joe costello whatever just okay what? come on joe what, what do you mean joe wait what this yeah. Hello. What is what is Joe's? I don't even know what Joe's favorite place is on the road. Matt I Smith doesn't it. wait. That's, I could see that. No. Matt just walks of... in and he's like, "Hi, I'm Matt Smith," and they roll out. I, I don't. I don't him. like to go somewhere and wait. You know. I don't 10, blame 15 you. Fifteen minutes, I'm good. But if if you got to wait an hour to eat, I'm going somewhere else. I think it depends I on the situation. That. Like if we're going at like the end of a race day then yeah i got no interest in sitting waiting well no crap joe not a chain literally i did i not preface that i literally prefaced it with of the chain places like 
Of course, we don't like. Look, uh, I can I can t- a little insider uh, life's drag information announced crew here, but I I think, and you know, Joe can chime in with his comments if he'd like. But I, I think I speak for Jason and myself when I say that uh, our our favorite place uh, on on the road that we've kind of found that we seem to go to every time we're there is a little place off the strip in Vegas called Cleaver. Oh yeah, that place is so good. Let me tell I've you, never been there. By Vegas Steakhouse standards, that place is off the chain, and they do happy hour prices, so you're not paying, you know, on, on their food. On their yeah. food, that's the funny. Like you, you still pay twenty dollars for the cocktail, but you get your ribeye for sixty two instead of eighty eight, which huh. is great. You know, it's really good. Yeah, really good. <sighs> yeah, that's just what I'm. Uh, yeah, Joe, we found it because of you. You told us all about yes, it, Joe, <laughs> Joe. Joe, actually, no, that's not fair. No, no, you got to remember the story here. Come on, we went there. We found that because we were going to Tacos and Beer, which is a Joe Costello find, right? And a great place as well, right? But we were going to Tacos and Beer, and one day that we like we went to Tacos and Beer the day before or something, and we rolled in there and saw that sign in the corner of the. It's in this like little like rundown strip mall, Matt. Like you would never expect. There's this like top shelf steakhouse in there and it's just it's got a cool sign in the corner and joe was like hey we should go there sometime and like look you never have to ask me if we should go to a steakhouse right i would just say yes automatically so yes (laughs) joe does he claims the whole shopping center there's like a japanese tapan place across the way that i'm surprised we haven't been to yet actually it's one thing we've never been to with joe we gotta work on that this year j-lo and i went to benihana last year when we were in phoenix (laughs) and cleaned up but the worst part was, well, it wasn't the worst part. On another table, all right, this is going to sound <laughs> terrible of me. I'm going to say this out loud. But do you want an American guy, a white guy like me, cooking your food? At no, no, you no. don't. No. You want the Asian American guy or, you know, that. What you want that kind of guy cooking your food. We look over a table and I look at this guy and it's like, a, you know, a corporate guy like me over there cooking. I looked at Jason Galvin. I go. I hope that's not our guy because I don't know if I can eat here if that's our guy. And I'm watching him cut the thing. He's like, you know, slow with it. I'm like, is this training? I, I could not get focused off of this guy. And I finally asked our guy who, you know, was an Asian American fella. And uh, he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, yeah, no, you can do that. You can uh, bring your friends and family here and you can cook for them. I'm like going, oh, okay. Well, I've got to take back the past 45 minutes. <laughs> Just totally railing on that guy to Jason Galvin and in my head. So yeah, he literally sat the entire time talked crap about this guy. Like, <laughs> look, at this guy look at look at look at him try to cut the tails off the shrimp. He can't he even do the volcano. Like he oh, can't do the onion volcano. He's trying to flip the egg up into his hat and he like hit his face with it. And Jason's like, what is this? Like, yeah, it turns out the guy spent his own money to do it there. To which I brought up the point, like, you know, that for the same five hundred dollars that you pay Benny Hanna to do that. You could go buy a Blackstone, stick it in your backyard, right. and do that seven days a week. Yes. But, you know, call me stupid, I guess. Like, Yeah. Sorry for being racist on our channel here today. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Jason uh, Logan is an elite cocktail server, Angie. Elite. Well, she, that's a fun story, too. I don't, I, I'm sure I probably have told this story here. So at the banquet one year, Angie's like, you have to sit with us. You have to sit with us. And it was a year they didn't win a championship, so they weren't sitting right up front. So I'm like, okay, I'll sit with you guys. And uh, on the tables, they give you like two bottles of wine, right? This is this is when we did it down in Hollywood. So there was a, like a red and a white on the table. And uh, we're sitting there, and we're out of wine. And I'm like, I'll get us some more wine. Don't worry. And she's like, yeah, go get us wine. 
Lisa is like, get us more wine. So I walk around to other tables and I'm like, oh, hi, ha, 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 how are you guys? Did you guys, did we, can I pour you some more wine here? I pour a little bit in a glass and I would turn around and walk back to the table and take a bottle of wine. And I did, I did it at like five tables and we had like 10 bottles of wine on our table at that point. So. I remember that. And people are like, oh, he just, uh, did he take our bottle of wine? What? Yeah, that was it. John Force is over there like, where are all my chardonnay go why did i got this red over here i want the white yeah it was uh it was pretty funny and then and then that it, it won like the next year and angie's like you gotta come sit with me. i go nope you guys are sitting way up front I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you don't want to do that up front so that every now, time they can't now jason gets front row next to the stage you know that's true yeah that's it's true so it, it's it's really a privilege to work the banquet uh every year now <laughs> yeah look jason's just mad because costello and i have found a way to work the banquet and still be done before dinner is served yeah like it's it's we, joe and i have the the greatest banquet gig in the world right it's like hey right stand out front while everybody drinks um they'll bring you cocktails so that you can drink too talk to everybody while they're drinking and then when it's time to go sit down you can go sit down as well okay i'm not, al- I'm not allowed to drink during the Banquet portion. And I get you're in on trouble. stage in front of everybody. I know, but whatever. Everybody else is drinking. Who cares? Brian Loans is up there with a beer or drink, whatever, the whole time. He was you cheersing. Know. Come on. Yeah, well, uh, this is my cross. This is my cross. I will bear it. That's that. That's the cross? Yep. Which I one? Gotta, that I, gotta, I can't drink during the banquet. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Which cross? You got... Jason, no. I will bring you a water bottle next year. Sit on your thing and be full of vodka, so nobody will know. There you go. And you can just take sips of it. Perfect. It's a water bottle. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there are cheats. There are hacks out there in the world. By the way, if I hear one more person say, "Oh, I got a new life hack, life hack, life hack," here's a <laughs> here's a mom hack. Shut up. Tired of I'm tired of it, Jason Galvin, Matt Smith. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been watching too much TikTok. That's my problem. Something tells me Matt Smith is not a TikToker. I'm not. I don't want. I don't do TikTok at all. Do you do social media at all? I guess every once in a while you're on Facebook. But... Uh, Sadie Glenn does our our so my social media. Right. It, the only time I really, when I drink a cup of coffee in the morning before I come to the shop, I'll just browse through Instagram or Facebook. But that's it. About 15 minutes and I'm done. Is your shop on your house property, or do you got to drive to it? It's on a house property. Yeah. So, how are the dogs? Are we ever going to do another weenie, uh, wiener dog uh, race ever again? Uh, we'd like to. Yeah, I, we got three of them, so we can do it again sometime. I think that Sadie Glenn is uh, slacking in her uh, social media because that was really well produced when she did it the first time. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she seems to. Uh, we do something one time, then she doesn't want to do it again a second time because it was too much work on her part. <laughs> You know, Listen, well, she's got a race car and she got a bigger race say, car. She's got, she's race got a lot going on. She's got a race car, a husband. You need to do more stuff for yourself, you know. Right, right. Yeah, you know how that goes. And now her husband is a, a race car driver. So now we really get on the back burner, you know. So she's a trophy wife, as they would say now, you know. Uh, that's true. That's true. Hey, she has her own t shirt. Yeah. And, and 
And halftime when I call her to tell her a mistake, so she put something up. I'll tell you this. She put something on social media for me two days ago or three days ago. And I immediately call her back and no answer. I call her back, no answer. She calls me back like an hour later. I'm like, what the fuck, Sadie? I said, have you been sleeping? Well, yeah, I just got up from a little nap. I'm like, God dang, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. She goes, well, you know. I said, well, on my social media post, can you please take off NHRA, hashtag NHRA Camping World, and put Mission Foods on there? She goes, oh, yeah, I probably need to do that. And then she goes, then she started looking. She goes, uh, I need to do that for everybody. I said, well, I'm glad I can help you do your job, Sadie. Get this done and go back and take your nap. Oh, I, this podcast uh, turned into a whole. Let's just crap on everybody. I love this, it. Who I else? like it. I like it. Who else spicy. do we want to poop on? Spicy. Um, I love it. All right, hey so, Matt, how, how come? Okay. How come? How come you know? How come you don't have race cars? Like, uh, well, I did a little bit, you know, but I've got so Well, I've got so much invest in the bikes, you know. If if I could ever probably retire from the bikes and just be an owner and crew chief and, and run the team. I might would drive a car some. I mean, I would love to go run pro mod car for a season, you know, over there. Um, my ultimate goal is I would just love to run a funny car, top fuel car, you know, for a race, you know, I think that would be pretty cool. I just like to put that on my bucket list sometime, but um, those are only two classes I would really like to run at some point, but I've driven a pro mod car and I've, I've been one of the quickest and fastest guys ever doing that, you know, so. You keep your license active? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how the pro mod license works. Like it's not like top fuel where you got to make a run every two years type of deal. No, I mean, yeah, you just... and, and, and I'll go make a pass or two every now and then. I mean, you... I think Angie just kicked him off. She's, I think so. I was like, probably, Whoa. Or maybe me? it was Sadie Glenn who just said, listen, it's here, definitely gonna... Sadie. That You're was talk... 100% Sadie Glenn was like, listen, Matt. Oh, you're back. Hey, Matt's back. All right, you can hear me? Sadie, Sadie hacked in. Yeah, Sadie, Sadie hacked in, didn't she? Sadie made, made your internet take a nap. Yeah. No, so, you know, I, yeah, it's it's pretty – you don't have to keep your pro mod, like, active all the time, but I still keep it up. I have a super comp license, which that's where Sadie started driving my car there for a while, and uh, now she got her own, so uh, it's all good. I I do you it. still have the super comp car, or did you sell it? No, I sold it. Girls, it was just sitting – Stadia was driving it. I never got to drive it. And I was like, why am I keep doing this? I'm just spending money for, I call her gas cap to drive my race car. You know, you know why she got the the reason gas cap? No. You know, hear this story? No, but I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So Sadie, me and Dallas won't start line. And Sadie's always the one that does the battery charger and puts her gas in. You know, that's her job on my car. So we go to start line and she goes on a track and all of a sudden, we see all this fluid coming out from underneath the car at 60 foot. And the car's all over the track. And we're like, lift, 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 me and Dallas. And she runs it all the way down the track. And she drives it back to the pit. And she gets out. She goes, that track is total junk. It was just <laughs> slick out there. <laughs> and we're like, lady, you were all in your own fuel or something. And she opens the lid and she left the gas cap off. So that's that's her name on my phone. It's called Gas Cap. Uh, I love it. Great. I love that. I I think I remember watching her do that too. Was it Charlotte? Yeah. I just love that she ran it out the back end. Oh yeah. She was driving out the like this. (laughs) I'm like, please don't wreck my car. (laughs) 
I Listen, if, you, if you're going to screw up, you got to screw up big. I mean, just uh, put it all out there. I love it. Yeah, I'm trying to find a. Uh, I'm trying to find a an, an owner uh, on on the tour so I can make more appearances than I do right now. You know, and if, if you get, if anybody out there knows anybody with a race car just sitting around that they want to, you know, randomly bring the national events for me. <laughs> 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 bears bears car don't make it back east very often and uh and the west coast races are hard for me to run they're too compact you know that's why indy works out like indy's so spread out like i'd love to go run like dallas you know like a race that start like races that start a day earlier good races right. that are long you know norwalk like i could get away with that i can't run pomona like we got like a four hour window to run a race at pomona Right. Yeah, the curfew doesn't lift till ten, and it's over at three, and we got to run eighty-six thousand classes in between there. It's too hard. Too hard. I agree. It's too much. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll make my pro stock motorcycle debut this year. <laughs> yeah, Terry Vance keeps telling me he wants me on there, or at least wants to see me in a pair of uh, leather. So I he does. Know. Listen, Terry Vance would absolutely love to see you ride Matt Smith's motorcycle. I'm sure. Could you imagine that? <laughs> I'm sure Terry would love to see you riding that Smith's bike. Just by the way, just just the sight of me walking out there and like the leather <laughs> and leathers. God, that'd be sexy too. Part of me wants to get you leathers made for. Uh, that's what you should be at Vegas this year, J Lo. You should just get you a leather suit and wear yeah. it while you're DJing. You Come should there. be a pro that's stock motorcycle call. racer at the Halloween Vegas race. That would be awesome. That'd be a good call. Be, hey. Let's work on that, Jason Galvin. Let's go. All right. Kill I mean, a couple Amanda, cows. Or mine and Angie's, you know, that year at Vegas. Yeah. The problem with this is, Matt, yeah. that like J Lo couldn't get his calf into either yeah. yours or Angie's fire suit. Okay? Well, we'll have to work out some of the top fuel Harley guy because, I mean, that's more Jason. Right. Style. Right. Yeah. 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 Who might have some leathers, I wonder. Like, look, I now I can't sit here and rattle off names that pop in my head in the heart top fuel Harley ranks because then I'm going to get a accused of like fat shaming or something which like i'm fat so it's not really fat shaming but you know previous writers i don't know joke i can't think of one previous pro stock motorcycle racer of logan and i's size let's just put it that way nope there never has been i don't think right harley's all day yeah harley's i got a rolodex in my head right now but yeah one day it'll happen. Well, I may have to kill like three or four cows to get enough uh, rawhide, get some leather out there. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If All we right, find so, you leathers, then then you've got to find somebody to let you go do a burnout. Well, <laughs> I told you I've never done a burnout like in, in a in any type of vehicle, and I told Erica enters that and she's like. You could come to, to, to one of my cars, and I'm like, now your pro stock car. And she's like, no, 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 I got another one, you know, whatever. <laughs> her super gas car, yeah, super gas. And I go, I go, do I have to put on the fire suit? She goes, yeah. And I go, well, I don't think yours is gonna fit. And she goes, you might be able to fit in Richards. Richards is big. I'm like, All right, we'll figure this out. Was uh, big, maybe. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest. Um, I actually think you would do a better burnout in a pro stock car than you would in a super gas car. I don't know, man. I, I would be, I think I would be pissed terrified that you would destroy the super gas car. The pro stock I, car is easy, dude. You just drop the clutch and you know, I mean like you might drop, you might literally burn the clutch out of it, but you'd at least get the tires going. The super okay. gas car, you'd hit the wall. I'm pretty confident of that. 
Well, let's just not do it then. All right. Let's just chalk that up to something I'll never do. Why? This is great TV. We can make it a pay-per-view. Speaking of great TV, have you guys started watching that NASCAR uh, thing on Netflix? I watched the first episode, and I'm waiting for Angie to watch the second one because she's like, if we're going to do this, we're going to watch it together. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was up all night last night, and I I just like I flipped over to Netflix. Oh, let's watch this. Yeah, the first episode is really good. Yeah, I I have not started it. It, it I did, however, I did, however, start Masters of the Air on Apple TV, and uh, if you're into that type of stuff, it is phenomenal. Yeah, it's good. I watched that too. Phenomenal. All right, Matt Smith, go to work. All right, appreciate it. Give us, give us, give us a score. Give us a score in the Super Bowl. Scoring the Super Bowl, 32-24, San Francisco. I like that. I would that's, love that. That's oh, a good that'd be score. glorious. That would be glorious. Let me write that down. I went 24-23. Just remember that. All right. I went 38-35. But who? Look at that. We're all, we're all yeah. in on this. I love it. I love it. I know I could count on you guys for emotional support. I'm there for well, you. Well, thank y'all for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, Matt. Hey, Matt. good luck this weekend. Have fun. Yeah. All right. See you, Matt. See y'all. There he goes, Matt Smith. Dude, that was fun. Matt we po- Smith. We poo pooed on all kinds of people today. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> Sadie Glenn's probably her ears are burning right now. Why are Sadie I, Glenn? I like Gator. <laughs> yeah. Steve Johnson, I love um, it. tech, the tech department. I can't. Yeah, we went. We, we, went haven't, out. we haven't. We haven't gotten that call yet. <laughs> like, nope. Hey, hey, by the way, we didn't bring it up. I know. Platform. I'm yeah. just saying, people. People have opinions. People have things they want to say. But uh, Jason Galvin, I hope you make it to the Super Bowl. Uh yes, me too. I think that would be awesome if you make it, and I, I would love to see you there. Me too. But uh, pray, pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. By the way, I have to work Super Bowl Sunday. You want to hear this job you, I'm doing? You, you have to what? I have to work. I know. You want to hear I this? I hope you're working a party. Yeah, it's for uh, a big, uh, I don't know if I should say the company name, but it's it's at the convention center. It's like going to be like 10,000 people at this thing. And my job, guess what? I get to do exactly what I do at NHRA at this event where I play. I said, I when they told me I would, I would, that I had to work this event. I'm like, that sounds dumb. I go, people want to watch the game and they want to watch the commercials. So when am I going to play music? Oh, you're going to play music coming in and out of commercials. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And after touchdowns and things like that, it is going a- to take less than five minutes before somebody walks over to you. Oh, I know. Drunk and goes, what the bleep are you like? It, just like an NHRA race, right? Like of it course. takes three pairs, three pairs of funny car on a Friday for somebody in the stands to tell Jason to stop playing that crap music. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I know. It's going to take three plays of the Super Bowl before somebody yeah. is like, I came here to watch a football game. Shut up. Right. I know. And that's going to happen. And oh, by the whatever. way, when they, when they score a touchdown or whoever, whatever happens, they have a drum line that's going to be there making noise too. Hey. hey, take some videos for me, please. Oh, I'll, believe me, I'm gonna. Next I'm, week I'm, on Life's a Drag. I can't <laughs> wait for the first person to come up and yell at me. I'm going to be like, uh, please hold, let me videotape you yelling at me because we were talking about it. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun, man. I'm excited. 
Yeah, but I'll, I'll get to watch some football game on big screens at the convention center. You won't be able to hear it. The sound is going to be terrible in there. Football. It's going to be terrible. Anyways, that's what we got going on, Jason Galvin. I hope you make it. Look at me. I'm going to play some. There. You can't hear there, me. Much better. Now okay. we can. Okay. So anyways, thank you guys very much. Enjoy everybody who's testing this weekend. Good luck. Everybody who's in Bradenton. Good luck. Hope everything goes well. You guys. See you guys next time.